Good morning, good afternoon, wherever you are. This is Chris and, uh, well, another podcast. And uh, gee whiz, I really hope your day has started as good as mine. Um, it's a rainy, overcast day in Bondi. Uh, the weather is deliciously warm. Um, yesterday I went for a bike ride. It, the temperature was just 28 degrees, but the humidity was... Uh, I, I, well, it was trying to rain, so I guess the humidity was nearly 100%. And to be honest with you, I only rode, I uh, went to the, to the hills and only rode my bike for uh, 50 kilometres up and down hills. But I, 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 be, I felt at the end of that bike ride like I'd ridden 150 kilometres. And I have ridden 150 kilometres, so I know what it feels like. And um, I started to develop uh, at the end, in the last two kilometres, uh, riding along a freeway, <laughs> a, well, a country road anyway, uh, a, a main artery. Um, I start to feel that internal heat you get when you get uh, heat stroke. It's a burning feeling, like you're burning from inside out. And uh, so uh, it just shows that I didn't drink enough liquid and my body heated up. And of course, I'm carrying a few kilos from winter and that never helps, does it? So uh, please excuse the external noise to the, but um, uh, we've got a street cleaning system going past and I'm indoors. So uh, sitting on my front balcony. So I'll just shut a bit of that out. Today, uh, emotion is, yeah, I want to talk about this. Emotion is the enemy of intuition. So. Emotion, is, I just sat on my chair and it slid across the floor. So if you felt that I just got in shock, you're right. I was uh, heading uh, in the wrong direction. Emotion is the, is the enemy of intuition. All emotion is the enemy of intuition. Every decision we ever make in the base of emotion we regret. We regret the basis on which we made it. We, met the thing we, we regret the thing we made it on. So sometimes the suffering we go through making a decision is trying to wean ourselves out of the emotion that's involved in a decision. Uh, you might be buying a new house, you might be buying a new computer, and you protract, procrastinate. And they talk about procrastination as being a really bad thing, but actually I don't. Um, in all uh, sacred teachings and in all the teachings of the mind-body awareness, procrastination is actually just waiting for the emotion to die down. So you might say, oh, I want to buy a new uh, helicopter this week. And you go, which one, which flavor, which color, which thing, how much should I pay? Welcome to emotion. And, and if we rely on emotion and we, and, and we dangerously call it intuition, we'll sit there and go, well, intuitively, I think a green one. Intuition uh, uh, is not an emotion. Intuition is a mathematical calculation that uh, is takes place within the mind of a human being, but uh, ends up being um, uh, what, what's the word? Uh, negated. It's ambivalent. So, and um, if you if you do the balance sheet on a company, you'll come to find that the it, the the, the um, uh, assets and liabilities must add up to zero because you'll you'll in, equate in there a, a goodwill factor to make sure that. Uh, everything adds up. Uh, P&Ls must add up. And once you get to a place of neutrality or ambivalence on a topic, let's say you go, I can take it or leave it. 
um, you've come to a state which is, which is actually confused by most people because they go, oh, it's really awful. I'm ambivalent. And I go, no, 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 no. Ambivalence plus gratitude equals love. And so unconditional love is ambivalence. So if you can take it or leave it, if you can say, uh, the computer on my desk, I really love it. Uh, but if you took it away tomorrow, I'd be still, I'd still love it just as much. It doesn't mean I'm attached to it or it's not part of me. Um, th th this is unconditional love. If you, uh, and this is where it gets complicated because you've got children or you've got a spouse or you've got parents and you go, I'm really attached to them. I don't want them to die. But this is conditional love and conditional love is based 100% on emotion. So when people sort of throw out there and go, oh, deal with your emotions or get emotional intelligence, they're lying through their teeth. It's a really, 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 really hard thing to achieve. Um, uh, I'll give you another example. Um, every emotion you have is based on a foundational meme. So memes are thoughts that you think that you don't think. So, for example, uh, uh, peace, peace is good, war is bad. There's a meme. Is it true? Well, it's true for you. It's true for most people. So it never gets questioned because it's a, a societal, cultural value. So um, uh, uh, as an example of a meme, uh, uh, here in, the, in our apartment, we're moving apartments upstairs in the next couple of weeks and uh, changing our location. There are new people coming in to occupy our apartment in the building, and there are four apartments in the building. And um, the question will be, will these new people uh, follow the memes of the building? The memes of the building is n nobody, uh, we're all pretty much in bed by uh, 8.30. That's the whole building. Uh, we don't make noise after nine. Um, we are really conscious that it's four o'clock when we get up. Some of the people in the building aren't up at that time, so we're very conscious not to thump around and uh, turn the TV on or whatever one would do at four o'clock in the morning. We tiptoe around and have our coffee and get on the bikes and or go for a walk. And so there's a meme in the building, which is uh, respect. Now, somebody comes into the building, goes to hell with your meme. And you, you go, but, it, but it's a, an agreement. It's a secret societal agreement. No one's ever written on, a, on the wall in this building, this is our culture, this is our cultural values. But over time, everybody's been beaten into shape. Everybody's been sort of, uh, oh, by the way, I uh, heard you're getting up this morning. And it's sort of a subtle, uh, uh, a subtle nudge that you may have broken a meme. And those memes become cultural values. And cultural values are a little baby religions micro-religions. So we have a micro-religion in our building here. If you break the rules of the micro-religion, someone's going to give you a little bit of a comment and they'll do it through either passive aggression, which is a little bit of sarcasm, a little bit of, you know, nudge, nudge, wink, wink, or they'll do it overtly and come and say, you know, uh, we, we, when we were going out one morning, Lotto and I turned the bike lights on in the hallway just before we went out the front door because it was really, really dark and really wet and we couldn't see the front steps and things. And of course, the blinking red light in the hallway mirrored through the uh, glass of the neighbor's front door and woke them all up. And that was an overt breakdown of the cultural values of the building. Uh, is having a red light on the back of your light on in the hallway bad? No, 
Is it appropriate? Yes. Is it uh, breaking the rules of the building? Yes. Is it disruptive to someone else's um, sleep? Yes. So therefore, we don't do it. So right and wrong are two diff uh, one topic. Uh, cultural memes are another topic. And every emotion comes out of an emotional meme. So an emotional meme, as I was just said earlier, is something like uh, peace is better than war or uh, 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 love is better than an argument or, or intimacy is better than an argument. So <clears throat> memes sit under uh, emotion and therefore while you are, uh, are addicted to the meme, consciously or unconsciously, behaving a meme, you can't help but have the emotion that comes with it. For example, if, I, if there's something going on out in the street in front of me and there's a bit of a fight, I will um, intervene. It's either directly, which means go out and tell the people to, to go down the beach and have their argument, or call the police. So underneath that, there is a meme, which is violence is really bad and we need to protect the innocent. Underneath that is the meme that says uh, war is worse than peace. And underneath that is uh, a cultural uh, a value or an indoctrinated or culturally uh, driven uh, belief system. But underneath that is the, laws of, uh, is the law of balance and that there's two sides to everything, which contradicts the meme. To get to intuition, to get past uh, emotion, you have to go past the meme. Now, if you've, <laughs> if you've lived uh, the life I've lived and run thousands and thousands of workshops all over the world with groups of people up to you know, 200 people in a workshop, and, and talked about the concept that there's two sides to everything. You'd be just shocked at how addicted and how uh, attached people are. You're attached to your children and your spouse and your family, but you've got no idea how attached people are to their memes. So uh, in one workshop, I remember standing up and going, well, there's two sides to everything. For example, uh, the environment. Uh, chopping down the rainforest in the Amazon is really bad. Everybody agree? Yep. Does anybody in the room see that there's a good side to it? Breaking the meme. And there was uh, one guy just stood up and stormed out and demanded his money back from the workshop. I ran another program for Price Waterhouse. I stood up. Uh, there were uh, 130 of their uh, young partners program. I stood up in front of the group and I said, good morning, everybody. Welcome to the three-day workshop. The first thing I want to talk about is the law of balance. The law of balance is two sides to everything. And one lady who was geared up for the, for the workshop and had heard what happened the year before, which is why I was rebooked to do this year's workshop because everyone loved it, um, was a staunch fundamentalist born again religious person. And so she, she just stood up straight away after 30 seconds and said, well, my sister has chronic depression. She's suicidal. What's the good side of that? So straight away, she finds a paradigm or a story to reinforce the fact that her meme, which is there's bad in the world and we need to get rid of it, uh, which is called sin and evil and pain and suffering, we need to get rid of it because uh, uh, love and peace and kindness is better. And so she's running on a meme that's driven by her religious uh, following, which is evil is bad, uh, sin is bad, uh, good is better, 
uh, we need to get rid of all the sins we can. So, uh, and when you get rid of a sin, you never do it again. Like the Ten Commandments says, thou shalt never lie or cheat or do anything naughty. And the concept of a, of a commandment is if you say you won't do it, you never do. But uh, that's just uh, lying, self-lying. And so it breeds a whole billion of people in the world running around going, I live these uh, values publicly, but I can't live them privately because the values, the meme, is unlivable because nothing's ever missing, just changes in form. If I don't lie verbally, I lie emotionally. If I don't lie emotionally, I lie um, 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 in, 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 in my work. If I don't lie in my work, I lie in my shopping. If I don't lie in my shopping, I lie in my tax. So somebody, uh, anybody who says they follow the Ten Commandments can only do it publicly. They can't live that meme. And, and so it creates a discontent or disharmony inside the human being based on the fact that every time they see something bad happen, which contradicts their meme, which means every time they see someone lying in public, they have to stand against it, which is emotion. So the idea that you can one day uh, rise above your emotions is a really uh, poetic and very uh, I don't know, philosophically, it's a very profound thing. But while memes exist in your life, the emotion must exist. And so emotional intelligence is just a, a, a great, one of the greatest oxymorons on earth because emotion is not intelligent. Most emotion is unintelligent. And therefore, there is no such thing as emotional intelligence unless you have unconditional love, unless you smash memes. And, you know, as I've said, uh, uh, 40 years running around the world doing workshops, addressing emotional intelligence, addressing uh, uh, emotional strength, trying to give people an understanding of what is unconditional love versus what is conditional love, trying to give people an understanding what is the difference between an intuition and an emotion, what is the difference between a real knowing and false knowing, and, uh, uh, and having to work typically in a workshop from 8 a.m. on Saturday, the start time, to about 8 a.m. Sunday morning, non-stop, all the way through, just to get people to get past a meme. Now, this is extraordinary. Why do memes there? Why are they, why are they there? Why would, why would the universe and nature, why would it give you a meme? Well, a meme is a, th a thought you don't have to think. And the brain is a massively amazing scientific computer. And what it works out is, is the less it has to think about, the more it can automate, which is, which is evolution. The more it can automate, the better it is. So the brain automates thought. And it doesn't listen, it doesn't think, it doesn't uh, analyze. What it does, it hears, responds. And that's called an emotion. And the meme in the middle is like the path that the sheep took over in New Zealand a thousand years ago. The first sheep was trying to get around a... Uh, uh, a rock or a tree, the farmer eventually moves the rock or the tree from the farm or the people move the rock or the tree, but the sheep still go around it. And the memes are the same thing. We, we create them to go around things. We, we do it so we automate the journey between where we are and where we're going in thought. So we think that we think, but most people don't really think because to think you have to get past a meme. And we, for most memes, we don't even know we have them. Uh, uh, another one is uh, kindness is good, cruelty is bad. Well, 
if 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 one meme uh, dictates corporate cultures, dictates inefficiencies in 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 corporate uh, human development, it, it one if there's one meme that causes incompetence to grow and grow and grow inside an organization, it's that one. Kind is good, cruel is bad. So when somebody does something wrong, we now have laws against being cruel, which is being honest or being uh, upfront or firing them or even addressing the trouble because that's uh, become uh, cleverly worded as um, uh, br br uh, bullying or, or minority attack. But cruelty is a balance to kindness. And the meme that one is better than the other is, is a, a great thing because otherwise we would have a, a lot more violence in the world and a lot more cruelty. And so you understand that the fear of cruelty creates the meme of kindness. And all memes have at their root, all memes, 100%, have at their root fear. And what we want to build a meme in our brain is to get away from fear. So we create in our house, uh, as I said, a, a cultural norms because we fear being woken up in the night by someone in the building. We fear uh, losing a night's sleep or we fear being disrupted in our lifestyle. So we create memes and everybody obeys them because they're called cultural values and because they are good for everybody. But when it comes to making decisions, those memes drive us left and right. So waking people up in the middle of the night is a meme, uh, is, a, is a naughty in this building and being very quiet is a good. So there's a, uh, a left and a right. Uh, we would consider all of us, if you ask any of us, waking people up in the middle of the night in this building is bad. And, and yet, there's a good side to it. Because in the middle of the night, maybe you can smell the roses, maybe you can get some peace, maybe you can experience what it's like to be in an empty building. I don't know what, uh, just for the food for thought, right now I don't want to run through the whole gamut of uh, what are the benefits of waking people up in the middle of the night? But there would be as many benefits to waking people up in the middle of the night as there are drawbacks. <laughs> and that is because everything in the universe is balanced, and you can't argue that. The question is, can my mind rattle around until I find it? Or am I just going to be lazy and say, oh, bugger, I don't want to know? That's the ego talking. When the ego says, I don't want to know about uh, that it's basically saying stick to the meme baby stick to the meme but then we hear someone say uh, don't be emotional and you go well yeah okay I won't be emotional but the memes are all uh, bubbling away like molten lava underneath every thought you have and the memes drive you into polarity which is a lopsided thought and a lopsided thought is the definition of all emotion so when somebody says to you, for example, uh, emotional intelligence or, or think intuitively, what they're actually saying is to see two sides to one of your memes on the topic that you're dealing with. For example, if you're buying something, a good decision is good, a bad decision is bad. Are you sure? Uh, a, a, a wise decision is good or a wise decision is bad. Are you sure? And so you've got to get to a place where whatever's driving you into emotion around something, you flatten. Now, you can only flatten these things out at the level you're thinking. So you can say, I'm going to flatten it out, uh, flatten out this, uh, this decision-making process on this topic. But 
tomorrow the topic will rise and you won't be flat anymore. You'll be back in the mean. And these, uh, there are big memes like the ones you were born with, uh, the ones you inherited before you're the age of three, and they definitely came from your parents and your environment in the first uh, three years and three months, three, the last three months into utero and the uh, next three years. All those memes are hammered in so deep and so hard that uh, they cause you the most problems in your life. They definitely do because they swing your decisions all over the ship trying to correct something that isn't broken. Uh, uh, and so those memes really have to be, let's say, overtly uh, dealt with because they are so deep and you're not even, you don't even know you have them. The memes you've developed since, since the age of three, you've learnt, you've been experienced, you've been educated into, they're, they're more easy, they're lower hanging fruit and they're easier to deal with. So. Uh, I strongly recommend when somebody next says to you, don't be emotional, you look at them and smile uh, because uh, this emotion is, is uh, deeply embedded. Uh, what we can do is hesitate, procrastinate on decisions in order to give us enough time to come to a, a, a state of ambivalence on it. And when we've come to a state of ambivalence, there's a likelihood your intuition, which sits beneath all this, will pop up and say, go left. This is Chris. Have a great day. Bye for now.